Welcome back to the Crooked Spine Show. Do you know what chiropractors do? Do you know what physical therapists do? Do you know how they work together as a team to help your overall pain reduce, increase your quality of life, and keep you that way? Today is an interview on the Talk About Pain Show hosted by Rick Olderman. He is a good friend of mine now who's a physical therapist. We've done some shows together. and He wants to interview me about chiropractic and how it works. Today's topic today, we discuss exactly how chiropractic recognized as primary care physicians like MDs and DOs, doctors of osteopathy, along with how is chiropractic different than medicine and why we are a specialist, how we perceive as Rick Oldman does, health differently in the person's overall well-being first and then their injury. We understand exactly what chiropractic treatment is. We detail that in this overall talk and how, again, it improves your quality of life and overall patient's goal is to get better, improve their quality of life, and maintain that health stress of their day. So again, Rick Goldman and I, we have a lot of similarities to physical therapist and chiropractor. We talk about that and some differences too. So listen to this talk, understand what we do, what physical therapists do, understand how we're going to fit into your healthcare system when you need us. All right, my friends? Again, show notes have all links to Rick Goldman's podcast, his YouTube channel, Facebook, Instagram too, to connect with him there, along with our stuff too, along with our podcast, previous podcast shows, on Apple Podcasts, all along with on YouTube. So, good week, my friends. Have a good week. We'll see you next week. Hey, everyone, and thanks for joining me at Talk About Pain. And today, I've got a special treat for you. I've got Anthony Ratkovic, Dr. Tony. He's been a chiropractor for about 20 years in Upland and Rancho Cucamonga areas in Southern California. Uh, his school experience and mentors have developed Dr. Tony into a caring practitioner, but also an excellent communicator to help people improve their overall health. A lot of it is that, as you know, it's, it's a lot of it. How do we, through our years of experience, use that knowledge and then expand on that, then hopefully pass on the next generation or our patients to make them understand this information, right? It just takes time to build. Why reinvent the, why reinvent the wheel for everybody? Give them your yeah. knowledge and give it as much as you can so they live a healthy life. And whatever stresses they go through, we've gone through a pandemic, we're getting out of it, we have our other stresses of now of life, work, family, Let's get them to enjoy that versus being stressed all the time, as you know, Doc. Yes, exactly. And, and you know, one of the things uh, that I have found, and this is just in, in my practice over the last, you know, 25 years or so, Dr. Tony, is that, you know, uh, I have come to know uh, or come to get to know a few chiropractors that I've always been curious about, you know, hey, how do you do what you do and all this kind of <laughs> stuff. So. Uh, I, I, it's, I'm so happy that you're here to, you know, answer my questions for me. And uh, because I, I think there's definitely a place for all of us. We all have, you know, certain skill sets and, and uh, approaches to solving pain that, uh, you know, if, if there was just one way to solve pain, well, I think we'd all know that one way by now. So uh, I'm glad that you're here and, and thank you. And one of the things that I've noticed is that, you know, a lot of people tend to go to chiropractors first before they go to anyone. And they kind of see chiropractors as a, you know, almost a primary care physician or something. Can you speak to that? A lot of it is we are legally portal entry doctors. Um, we're the same, um, if you want to call it, level as an MDDO to where we've had the education. We're nationally licensed doctors for one, too. Go the same education for one also. We go through the same anatomy, if anything, sometimes more broadened. Uh, a, a lot of it is we're, we're known as, okay, I want to see a chiropractor. We do a lot of our own, if you want to call per office marketing and to our to our community, right? That I mean a lot of my patients I see are going to be within 10 mile race of my office. 
So my communication, my ability to, if you want to call it educate my community, allows me to go, hey, look, I want to go see this doctor first. I want to mess with medications. A lot of some people in their, in their philosophy, their own personal philosophy might be, I don't want to take medications. My doctor now, I mean, I, I made a point to go see my doctor as a follow-up for me, if it's been a few years for me. Um, I set it up this morning. My first available appointment for me is going to be in November 22nd. This is, this is October 3rd. It's, all, it's a month and a half away. They go, I'm in pain now. I have problems now. I, I've been told, I might refer to what I've seen on social media, this doctor helps with pain. Let me go see this doctor now because I want relief now. So the urgency, the convenience is allows people to see someone and hope to get relief immediately, if not know why they're not, and or get an x-ray done, and or get referred to an MRI. So allows them to really get that initial visit out of the way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and that is a problem in medicine. It, it does take a long time to get in uh, to see a, a, a professional a lot of times. Uh, in chiropractic, uh, I'm sorry, in physical therapy, we call it direct access. So we're, we have direct access. Do you guys use that term too? or? Um, well, I'm going to start using that term today. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of it is if people come and they'll call and go, my insurance covers this much. And my staff will go, yeah, they cover this much, but you have a high deductible or you have this. So they're, they're okay paying the initial $69, $59 per visit to come in the door if they, don't have, if they have a copay, less than that, probably less than that too. They just want to find out what's going on. So it gives yeah. them that initial portable entry. Hey, what's going on? Is it serious where I should see my MD? I go, yes, please do. If it's yeah. not okay, it's treated in-house until you get a referral, what's going on. So a lot of it is sometimes their insurance may cover medical care, but not chiropractic. And if they mm -hmm. want chiropractic care, they'll come here and pay out of pocket, which half my patients do to get the care, the relief care. We'll talk about a little later, the quality of life care, get back to their normal life. Yeah. So let's get down into it a little bit, Dr. Tony. Uh, why don't you tell me, you know, how, how do chiropractors see uh, someone walks in your door, let's say with back pain, mm -hmm. you know, one of the most common problems we see in the clinic, right? Yes. So uh, tell me a little bit about how chiropractors approach back pain. The first one is going to be initial to be the paperwork, right? Exactly what's going on. Paperwork will write down when it happened, how often it happened, was it an accident, was it trauma, was it non-traumatic for one, too? And also to a time frame. Have you had this before? I've seen chiropractic before. I have x-rays taken care of. So I want to know their background information before they come to the door. What have they done to help themselves? What was the injury caused? And exactly, is there anything beyond, is there trauma involved where if something is broken, something is torn, something might be, for example, cancerous, you're in the wrong place. So I'm going to rule them out because with chiropractic, like, like what you do too, Rick, is a specialty. At that point, are you in the right specialty? At that point, right. once, once we've done the initial paperwork, I'll bring them back for the interview consultation. Okay, let's see what's going on. Let's match your paperwork with your symptoms. It gives me an idea what it is and how do I now answer, ask questions that gives me an idea. Okay, are you in the right place? What is this problem? What's the diagnosis? Is it a disc? Is it a, is it a simple mechanical locking of the joint? Is there something that may be going on for a long time, short time? It gives me an idea in my head how to frame a treatment plan and exactly how to help them through exercise, maybe through adjustments, maybe need for x-rays in my head of what's going to help them get better the quickest and at that point maintain that habit to stay better. Right. And this is something I've always been jealous of chiropractors of is that uh, I think you guys have, uh, do you, do you have an x-ray machine in your house, in your office? Yes, we do, sir. Yeah. I always <laughs> wish I had an x-ray machine. <laughs> I, I bought in this practice about, again, 20 years, about probably 17 years ago, I was an associate 
an employee of another doctor down the street, a phenomenal doctor too, uh, for about two and a half years. And I, and I bought this practice about 17 years ago. And, it, and, it, and, and offices back then, it was almost required to have an extra machine in your office. It was expected to take an extra in, in the chiropractic office. Now, because of the space, because of cost of rent and everything else too, a lot of chiropractors don't, even some corporation of chiropractic does not either require it, but that's more wellness care. For me, I almost want to see if someone is in acute pain, what's going on? What happened? Are you in the right place? The x-rays for me give me the, the if you want to call it, the takes out the risk of being in the wrong place and hurting someone versus helping someone. Like I said, it, it is a good benefit to have. So you take them right there. We show them right there. It's on a screen and we show them exactly what the problem is. So it does help define and make the, the diagnosis more concrete. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you something uh, that's on my wish list is a dynamic ultrasound. Oh man! Uh, have you seen those butterflies? I've, I've seen those before. Those are phenomenal. Even even oh, like a, like a like a what's called a motion MRI. Sometimes do they have yes. some of those coming around? Yeah, I mean, I, I well, some that that work at a uh, at work at a hospital and doing more the the if you want to call it the, they're re, they're retrofitting the floor above them because you want to put a, a higher end MRI machine CT machine up top, but there's so much more equipment involved. It's so much more heavier equipment. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Well, you've seen the dynamic ultrasound machines, right? They're just handheld and they oh, yeah. hook into your phone. Got it, got it's it. so nice. I mean, gosh, I, I'm really close to pulling the trigger on getting that training and getting one of those machines. I think it is, and as you say, Rick, it's, it gives you more of a, exactly what's going on. It's, even though you're not guessing, now it can be really, really definitive in my diagnosis. I can be more effective with my treatment to get that person better faster. Exactly. And, and, you know, even if uh, I can just rule out something really serious and get them on into the right space, you know, that would be my, you know, a big plus right, right there. And then because so much time I feel in, in, in a clinic is, is wasted because we don't have that we haven't they haven't gotten an image taken. We don't know that there's a, a, a tear or some other really significant structural issue. And so they spend weeks maybe in a clinic when they they should have been going to an orthopedic surgeon. However, it's not come out with the testing that there's some tear that, that we're dealing with. So it's almost like uh, we that can really our knowledge so. as much as we can, our knowledge and experience to give you as much as we can, what we think it is, but the yeah. imaging makes it so much more definitive and rules yeah. things out and rules out for like for us, you're saying too, is red flags that you should not be in this place right now. You need other right. care so we can get you to where you need this care. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so let's say, you know, they've, they've come into your office, they've got back pain, you've done the screen, you know, the x-rays, and you're ready to, you know, start treating them. So jump on take them, me down. Right? What was that? Jump on them. That's what I do. Jump on them. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Move on to the next question. <laughs> uh, so what does that look like? What is that? What is an adjustment? What are you doing there? Um, you know, what is it correcting? And that's thing, you, you can go online and watch all these different adjustments. There's so many different ways to do an adjustment. Really, what we're doing is moving the bones. If you move the bones, we're relieving pressure. We're causing more joint motion inside that space. Allows us now the nerve to become freed up. If there's a neuropathy to where they're having pain down the leg, if we free up that spacing between the bones, there's like a wash between the bones. That washer is now freed to decompress, to allow that nerve to calm down, so the, so the result can be immediate of nerve relief to make that body feel less pain, less numb, less weak, less headaches, even less nausea too. 
So our job is, can we get things to calm down by that simple, I'm gonna say simple, but that initial joint motion to allow the body now to feel a little bit better. I had someone come in, they're at 10 pain level. I go, eh, let's see what we can do. X-ray is negative for X-ray is negative for fracture, negative for severe arthritis. We adjusted them, went from a 10 to an 8.2. I'm gonna say better. And we got the more, more motion, add some stretch to the routine. Once you add some stretch to the routine, we see where you are. We want to take it slow. It may not be immediate, uh, my pain's gone, but can I get better to see that decompression work? So whatever's going on in that spine, we get things that feel better, we're on the right track. Yeah. And and so is there a, a common malalignment issue that you typically see associated with maybe that 10 out of 10 pain or that high pain level? What what are you seeing That's there? Or if, if you want to call it, if you look it up too, it's called a disc, disc problem. So a disc is between the bones that has normal pressure. When that pressure goes too high, it'll actually bulge out to the spine and hit that nerve root. When it does that, that makes that nerve want to fire, boom, and that stays there long enough, can cause pain where it goes from minor, from a five to a six pain level, seven, eight, nine, 10, and even cause weakness too. So I wanna get that, if that is that severe, I wanna see some imaging, make sure it's not something we don't treat. Cause once that severe, it can be, once that disc builds like pressure like a balloon does, it can actually burst. If that disc bursts, it's called sequestered disc or torn disc. At that point, we were outside of our range as chiropractors. Okay, we need to get mm -hmm. an MRI done. At that point, maybe it takes six, seven months, eight months to actually heal. At that point, we'll make sure on the same page. So we want to get this bit of the imaging before too. Imaging helps us not only give you a sense of who can help you, but also time frame of healing. So if yeah. someone is a 10, I want to rule that out first and then get them down to where, okay, we're going to get this thing calmed down. We can't be too aggressive either. We can't, we can't like I said earlier, you can't jump on someone that severe, <laughs> but I can cause some relief to where, okay, get down to an 8.2, 8.5, and then next time, maybe down to a seven, and a six and a five and a four. But the first adjustment, Rick, is always the most exciting for me. Yeah. Okay. Because it, because it can be about four different reactions that can be laughing from the adjustment, could be crying, could be speaking in tongues, could be Tourette's. You don't know how someone reacts like going on a roller coaster until they've had the adjustment. Yeah. The first one is almost the most exciting because that gives them the idea, this is what it is and their body will react the way they want to react. So I yeah. tell them, I give them a warning. Hey, look, you're going to have one of these four. Normally, let's see which one it is. I had someone on last entry last week and I just her neck seated and she gave me the biggest hug. Just her reaction was the biggest hug. And her friend in the room was laughing the whole time. You know, so it always, it's, it's exciting for me, sometimes entertaining for their spouse and sometimes really exciting for the patient. Yeah, you know, I don't hear many other practitioners, I, I agree with you, describe <laughs> it in such a thrilling way. Oh, yeah. But I, I get a thrill when I see a new patient and I get to work with them right that first treatment session. It's just su such a thrilling because you're just really excited for the potential that you can achieve with this person. It's amazing when you, when you and when they get up the table, they get up from the table and go, wow, what just happened? And I go, what do you mean? Is that a good, good, good reaction? <laughs> bad reaction? I don't know. Right. Go, I feel so much better. I feel such, again, less pain was one thing. I feel more relaxed. I feel lighter. I feel like my body just, it wants to go to sleep now. Cause they've been such, cause usually when you're in pain, as you know, Rick, it causes your body to become under stress. And that fight or flight stress response of your body makes your body stay tense. So you don't sleep well, you're grouchy. You just feel lethargic all the time. You feel fatigued. You, nothing, the coffee doesn't work. 
And also something you get that relief and they go, wow, this is, I feel like there's a weight off my shoulders. My body feels like it now can relax. So I put them on the table, do some stuff with them to let them relax. But I want to make sure they understand it can take time to heal. If they've been in chronic pain, I want to say more than two, three months, and it hasn't gotten better, their bodies adapt to that type of pain level. So it may take a few visits to get that pain where it's more manageable. And we add some stretches as you do too, stretches and in the routine. So they have a home care that keeps them healthy. And over time, once the pain calms down where it's more manageable, so I use under a five as a rule of thumb, I add strength exercises, just body weight to start, walking, whatever it might be. And then we go to, to loading more weight to make your body stronger and have the stress of your day. Do you mind if I geek out with you just a little bit? Of course, we do. Okay. All right. So uh, what I'd like to, what I'd like to do is, uh, you know, so when you describe your treatment of adjustments, you were describing the disc. Mm -hmm. Are you, are you adjusting the disc or are you adjusting the vertebrae? Good, good, good detailed question. We're adjusting the vertebrae by adjusting the vertebrae. We can decompress the disc initially to allow the pressure relief. At that point, your spine normally has movement to keep that pressure in the disc down. When the spine locks up for, or we'll talk about other reasons too, at that point, the spine locks up, the disc over time builds up pressure, and it has to release it somehow. Sometimes it'll bulge out to the nerve root to make that nerve root fire, causing your pain, causing your symptoms, numbness, tingling, whatever it is. At that point, we decompress it to minimize those symptoms by causing the motion of the spine. Okay, so... Uh, I get that. So let's talk a little bit. I'm, I'm going to stay in geek mode just a little bit longer. So uh, what I'd like to know is, you know, what are the common uh, vertebral issues that you're adjusting that are causing this increase in disc pressure? What's going well, on there? The change in pressure. We're causing the bones to actually move and cap. They call it cavitate, like popping your knuckles to leave that pressure out of the spine. And by doing that, now the spine can actually move it because the spine is, it has a natural motion. It can go back to its natural state and over time stay there. And what we want to do is make sure that space stays open long enough for the space to relearn how to stay loose. So we work on posture, work on things down the line that we work, we'll talk about posture also to get that body to heal and stay loose. Once you decrease that pressure, then it allows the thing to open itself up and stay loose over time by adding things like like uh, you want to call it consistent stretching, long-term stretching, holding a stretch so it's basically decompressed and stay open. Because realize the spine, once, it, <clears throat> once that nerve fires, that whole spine wants to guard tight. Like anything in our body, it's going to tighten, shorten. If it's been there long enough, that's its new normal. We're trying to make the, this now to calm down, we calm the nerve down, now can potentially stretch by doing it manually, by us doing it with the adjustment, but also doing it, if you want to call it, her patient's uh, compliance is get them to stretch, do things on their own. So ligaments can stretch, they let, let that no- normal motion back to normal. That point becomes their optimal normal, not what they're used to. So it sounds like when, you do, when you're saying that something is not in a normal, uh, it, it, it's become not a normal, normal position, is, is, it, is the vertebral stuck in like a rotated position or is it stuck in an extended position? It's more like, it's more or like stuck what's in going a compressed on position, more compressed. Okay. So if there's a normal right. space, that space has gone down because now that this being a soft tissue has shrunk. So the, so the space in the back of the spine, the facets, the joints are now locking into play. Right. So by decompressing the spine, now the disc can actually decompress. The spine can actually open up and now get back to normal motion. Okay. The- so, 
So what is causing it to be stuck in a compressed position? Good. It can be from, from either, say, for example, car accident, flash injury from a car accident. Initial trauma was three days ago. Now the ligaments, the muscle now tightened up. So the whole body is more tense. So the spinal compressed because of that trauma. It can be more long-term where the spot, instead of spine being good extension, where the spine has normal alignment, normal motion, normal movement, when this body comes backwards, those bones open up. Now the body's gone into more flexion where now the bones have shrunk down to make that spine lock into play. And it's mm -hmm. finally hit that locking up, that forward flexion, that hunch position with bad posture, finally hit enough of that pressure to make that disc want to fire. And all of a sudden that nerve, that disc want to build up enough pressure, enough PSI to fire off that nerve. That can happen waking up in the morning. I people wake up in the morning, they brush your teeth, they brush teeth over the sink and all of a sudden their back goes out of them. It wasn't the toothbrush or the toothpaste. It was the position and over time locking because they were sleeping, it got tighter and tighter. That hit that PSI, that nerve wanted to fire. Got it. Okay, that's, so, that's so, so when you're decompressing the spine like this, uh, I, are you able to uh, spot decompress? For instance, I'm gonna decompress L4, but not L5 and not L3. No, nope, I wanna decompress all it, of it. I wanna get all, all of it. it. It's okay. one, in my mind, it's one spine. And some chiropractors are different. Everyone's different. I'm more of, I'm going to treat the whole spine. I want to make sure the whole spine is better. I want to release whatever needs to be released that day to make that whole spine come back to better position this way. So what I'll do too, Rick, is I'll have them do a pre-wall check to check their posture on the wall, their heels, uh, hips, shoulder and head against the wall, and see how they feel. And see what areas are tight, sore, resist your body and I'll recheck them afterwards. I want to make sure those four spots are going back relaxed. At that point, it tells me that that part of the mid-back may not have causing pain because they're having low back pain in the, in the office, but the mid-back may have been stuck adding to the lower back pressure. It's all one system, right? From the back of your neck down to your tailbone is one spine, one tube. You want to get as much pressure out as possible to make whatever your symptoms are, whatever that, whatever that, that worst spot is in your body, maybe your lower back, that gets that pressure out to make that the most relief possible for that day. So you may be decompressing the entire length of the mm -hmm. spine in that treatment just to help that low back issue. Exactly, it's an overall sum concept, not just segmental for, for me, for me. Right. By doing that allows the whole body to get the relief to allow the lower body to reset itself into better extension. That point we can overall maintain that and then get things to heal loose and strong. Yeah. Uh, I can only imagine it. it just must feel wonderful in terms of, you know, getting people back to their quality of life again, fairly rapidly, you know, you get it, that little it's pop. It's that initial hope that like, hey, I just yeah. stood up, I feel less pain, I feel lighter. I stood against the wall again, and how's it different right away? How did it yeah. cause that change? And my response is, when they ask me that, is this is not massage, it's not stretching, this is not this is not this is not a soft tissue injury. By having the initial response that quick, you move the bones, relieve the nerve pressure, you allow the body to relax where your body wants to go because you have normal bones. They, just, they couldn't go back because there's too much pressure in your spine. Yes, yeah. Um, so, uh, so you work along the whole spine to relieve pressure at maybe one or two levels in the spine that are causing 
particular pain. The symptoms, there, the symptomatic levels. The, you want the symptoms, yeah. And so what about other, are there other areas of the body that you find that if you work on that, that also relieves pressure to the spine other than the spine itself? That's, I like working the shoulders to the shoulders because when the spine goes into a forward, bad posture position, hunch position, the shoulders usually roll forward also. So I want to make sure with the treatment over time, we, if need be, we'll check and adjust the shoulders too to alleviate the AC joint pressure the pressure in your middle back at your, at your, at your rhomboids or your scapula. At that point, the body can now reset itself back here instead of being ro rounded, rolled forward here. And with a wall check, I'll check with that to even check range of motion in the shoulder to make sure that's even and normal. If not, I'll give them a broomstick stretch to come over their head to slowly get them to stretch out here, not just the neck. Got it. Okay. And so, uh, this is, this is something that happens in physical therapy a lot, is that there are many schools of thought about how we should be approaching something, right? Yep. Uh, so is that the same in chiropractic work Huge. too? Huge. Yeah. And a lot of it is, it, with chiropractic in the schooling portion is, we'll give enough information to refer out to, your, to the medical doctor. Right? And, and, and really in school now, what I'm hearing from the younger doctors is they don't really even teach adjusting in school anymore. It's more of a learn that, but we're going to focus on the diagnosing and referring and maybe doing some therapy here and there, but that's about it. So it might, and, and taking that philosophy, you're not going to be able to take care of patients. I'm not an MD, I'm not a DO. I'm not here to refer you out to physical therapy and op, a podiatrist, a chiropractor. I'm here to treat you in my office if that's what, so what your body requires. So I want to make sure I can give them the best care as possible by understanding their body, their overall body, not just, not just what's going on medically. At that point, just refer out for that versus treating their overall body to get them healthy and get their quality of life better. Wow, interesting. So the emphasis in current schooling is less on those adjustments less, that less we've been talking about. Chiropractors adjusting people, which is what the, what the, what the profession was founded on, versus more of, hey, it's a medical issue, refer them out, let their medical doctor worry about it. Got it. Wow, that's fascinating. Okay, so uh, seeing that, uh, let's talk about an old school person like you then. Who the like trying us, to yes. do the, Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, so, you know, how, I guess, you know, if someone was looking to find a chiropractor mm -hmm. and, you know, I, I understand like how you're different maybe than someone else, what are, what are those different approaches like maybe that you were taught in school that's different than another school of thought in chiropractic work. Uh, how so how do those differ? There's some, and again, it's just talking about as, as with any profession, there's a philosophy and there's a practice. And based on your philosophy, you're going to practice a certain way because you kind of like get narrowed down to one path. And a lot, and sometimes people will go, what's called Gonstead or hole in one adjusting one, where people just adjust the neck. And the philosophy is if I adjust the neck, because that connects the neck to the brain, the whole body will reset itself and go back to a homeostatic normal state. I won't add exercises, I won't add home exercises. All I have to do is just this, just this one bone and everything will heal back to normal. Hmm. So the philosophy, if you believe that, great. At that point, what happens if someone has a lower back problem or has this going on? So you have to almost, if you want to call it, use that, those, all of them together and go figure out for you in practice what's going to work for you. What are you happy doing? Some chiropractors will not treat pregnant moms. They, 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 they go, hey, it's off my hands. I'm, I'm not a, 
OBGYN. I'm like, yes, but you can treat the nerves that help that mom get better. Go back to the source of the problem. If it's a nerve problem, can you get those nerves better? And at that point, get the overall body better. Chiropractic have gone through a lot of their internal struggles of understanding philosophy, understanding what our fundamentals are and changed over time based on, again, reimbursements. Mm-hmm. If they want to go more medical care, they want to be reimbursed by the, by, the, by the insurances. At that point, they have to focus on the medical care, referring out when it's, when it's appropriate for them, when it's not diagnosed properly medically versus seeing them in-house because they're not doing a lot of out-of-pocket pay for the patient. In my practice, we're half and half, so I don't really care where it's coming from. That's not my job. That's my other job to take care of it up front. I want to make sure, as you do too, Rick, is take care of the person. Yeah. So the philosophy has changed over time, but when you believe in one thing, we, is how do you fix the nerves by adjusting the spine, get the body better, then maintain that, help them relearn, and, and this may go beyond chiropractic, relearn how to stretch, how to strengthen for their body and keep themselves healthy. My best patient is the one that I don't see because they're, they're better. They learn to stay better. And when we go that route, it prevents future, if you want to call it questioning of chiropractic because it didn't work for them. Because they didn't follow, because I said, hey, because we didn't follow through. Is right? Like, yeah, that's right. So when you get that, that realm, at that point, you don't worry about reimbursements. You worry about just taking care of the patient. Everything else in the long run will follow through. Some chiropractors, as, as, as in probably physical therapy too, they focus on a cat to make, this much money in this period of time to pay my bills, I have to do this short-term stuff to make sure I get my bills paid versus taking care of the patient long-term. So the long-term benefit, I grow my practice because my rotation gets better and better because I'm taking care of more and more people. That kind of like, that answers the question? Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've, been around, think... you've been on for a long time too, so I understand the cycle yes. of going through school, going yeah. and being, being, if you want to call it, bombarded by all these philosophies all these yeah. ideas, what you should do, all these different doctors coming, what you should do, what you should do versus like, okay, how do I, over a period of me 20 years, develop my own way to help people through chiropractic and then focus on that. So if I become more narrowed by understanding the broader sense of chiropractic, I find out where I fit in. Yeah, I know uh, from my personal standpoint, my the way I, I work with patients now is so different than how I was trained in PT school. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, those gave me the fundamentals, but mm-hmm. the real learning came, you know, after. So I, I'm curious, how has your treatment approach changed since chiropractic school? What has influenced you the most to change how you see the body? I, I see, I see the person first and what they're going through, and empathize with them. And at that point, I look at the body and go, how do I help this person? getting a healthier state of a, a better, a better quality of life. Mm-hmm. For example, I have people coming in, as you know, with chronic pain and yeah, they have back pain, neck pain, headaches, arm pain, numbness, tingling, burning down their leg, whatever it might be. I, once I take the x-rays and built up some rapport with that patient, they understand I'm here to help them and trust. And they can have that trust with the patient. I go, I don't care about your pain. I, I, I that, that, that's not my priority. My priority is get you to feel less stressed less anxious and sleep better. And, and, and when someone understands that, they go, wow, they're listening to what I'm saying versus sometimes they'll go and, and get to just, just their own experiences. I went to my medical doctor, told him the same thing. They only gave me drugs. I went back and said, well, drugs aren't working. They gave me other drugs. They, no one listens to what's going on in my life. When I hear, 
I can't sleep well. I feel stressed. From there, I ask, do you feel anxious? Yes. Or do you feel sometimes depressed? Yes. Do you have to take that time off work because of that? Yes. So that stress level has gotten so bad. Their people have gotten so bad. It's affecting their, their mental health. I focus on getting their nerves better first. Then their mental health improves to get their body to feel and get to better see to help. Yeah. So it's the per as you do too, Rick, it's the person and then the body you worry about. So that allows you to really help that person for their situation, for their life, what's going on with them. Yeah. And so that's a bit of a departure from how I was trained. We're, we're, I don't know how it was for you. We're trained mm -hmm. to see an elbow pain as an, a person has elbow pain or a person mm -hmm. has neck pain. Just right? here, just here. They're, right. they're, they're, it doesn't matter what the name is, what they do, what their occupation is, how many kids they have, how far they have to commute. It's you lie them down, check that. And again, chiropractors do the same thing. Chiropractors, I have people from other chiropractors do the same thing. They lie them down, check the areas, boom, adjust them. Okay, get out. I'll see you next week. Mm. Like there's no communication there. there. There's no what's going on in that person's life that may have caused that pain. And how do you help that person's life better person pain can go away? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I was thinking about, you know, if someone has low back pain and they come to your place and you treat the whole spine, well, then if they came in with, say, neck pain, would you also then treat the whole spine? And yes. would that be, how would that be different than if they came in for back pain? So it would be, obviously, neck X, right? We'll take an X-ray of the neck, okay? We will look at, we said a second ago, too, is what's going on from the head down to your upper, almost upper body here, back here, that spot mm -hmm. there, as the source of the pain to the neck. Yeah. If the body is off, the body is going to almost shift forward here. And as you know, we're not going to fall forward. Our head's not going to fall forward. It's going to almost crunch together to make that body feel like it's more a bound center of gravity. So mm -hmm. we want to see, okay, how's your posture? How's your movement? Do you sit for work a lot? These questions, as you know, gives an idea of where the source of the problem is that caused the pain. Especially if it's non-traumatic, what, why did it happen three weeks ago? How, why is it going on? Do you change your job? Are you sitting more? Are you driving more? Are you standing more? What stressors have changed in your life? So on a, the, the initial consultation tells me where to look, maybe neck, maybe shoulder, maybe upper back. If someone comes in, my neck hurts, but I've had a shoulder injury five years now, and that's not getting better. I've hold up. I can't work out anymore because my shoulder hurts, but I have a neck problem. So I want to see exactly what areas are connected. It's all one complex for me. At that mm -hmm. point, if someone's posture is off so bad, I want to see the lower back too to see how their body feels. I'll do the wall check with them. How, where does that, where does that feel abnormal to you? Because the wall check for me will check the neck, the shoulders, the upper back, the low back and hips and see what feels abnormal, what feels tight. Because if their body is hunching forward, that's become their new normal. At that point, let's get them to an optimal and see how that feels. And if it's, if it's really abnormal, it'll feel uncomfortable going against the wall. Mm -hmm. So to see exactly where their body is, what their normal is, position-wise, posture-wise, and then over time, show them how to reset it. And by making the joints looser, maybe the neck, if it's neck pain, at that point, the body can now reset backwards and then get that neck to stretch more over time by doing certain exercises also to make the ligament stretch so the body can actually heal in better position so the whole body shifts. If you right now try to lean forward, Rick, what happens to your lower back? It straightens. What happens to your hips? It, it tightens up. The hips tighten up also too. The shoulders roll forward. Your body wants to almost, as you, as you hunch forward, standing or sitting, the body will almost sit back a little bit to make sure your center of gravity is still even. 
It'll reset itself unconsciously to get that position where it feels balanced. So my job is to help them. If, if it's sitting is the issue, reset their sitting posture. Make the muscles over time in the neck, if you want to call it less painful, then stronger by doing certain exercises so that I can handle and endure sitting for work um, on their computer for six, seven, eight hours and have build that endurance through strength so that I can actually handle their day. I'm never yeah. going to tell a patient, Rick, go quit your job. Leave your family for causing stress. Go kick the dog out. No, you can't do that. It's not, that's not practical. Can you make their body handle the stress of their day, of their week, of their life? So back to that point, make their body stronger to handle that. I think that's our job as physicians is how do we help people get to that and get them to understand there is a way to do that. It's not just medication is going to help you. You're not, you're not Tylenol deficient. No, you're not, you're not a, pick a drug deficient. No, but how do we get people to understand? Okay. Once you get a little bit better, we have to focus on your lifestyle, how you sit, how you stand, how much you work out and stretch to maintain this better state of health. Yeah, I absolutely agree. This is, this is your um, philosophy too. This is this is us, right? Yeah. We're on the same page here. Yes, exactly. So, uh, uh, and part of the reason we we found that we were on the same page is that I was on your podcast, which is uh, what's your podcast called? The Crooked Spine Show. I love that that title. <laughs> how, how can how the can anyone ever forget spine that? Show, the one right behind you there, right behind you there, right behind you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's awesome. I love it. So yeah, uh, I really enjoyed being on your show. So I, I just wanted to take this, let's go further away. So we're going to get away from the spine for a second. Good. And let's go as almost as far away from the spine as we can get. Let's go into the foot. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's talk about plantar fasciitis mm -hmm. or a heel spur or something like that, a Morton's neuroma. So what would you, how do you approach something like that? What I'll do first of all, before I do anything, especially if it's a chronic foot problem, I'll take an x-ray. Mm -hmm. a lateral a front x-ray looking for a heel spur looking for abnormalities looking for even a bone like an abnormal bone growth causing like a i don't call it a bunion but something like that where it's more calcified yeah and from there i'll check the foot out for range of motion i'll see what may be sore tight or uncomfortable even look for alignment issues i'm stand barefoot and check underneath their arch and see if their arches are even and if or if they're flat-footed and or is their foot turning in or out that's a big thing for me. When someone's foot is turned in or out, they've learned to make that better for their, their position. Their, even though it's, it's their position, it's not a normal position. So it affects the angle of the foot, affects load on the foot. It makes your body abnormally handle more load, causing stress in different areas. Like the hand, if it has so many bones in there, if it's not lined up properly, that load of your body weight when you take a step will cause pain, pressure, and soreness. If, if I feel... I can adjust the ankle to alleviate ankle and foot pressure. I'll adjust the ankle and see if that's going to work or not. If things are not improving within two weeks or so, even less than that, and it's, a, for example, a diagnosis as a heel spur on the x-rays, I don't treat, referral right away. Here's your x-rays, take it to your podiatrist, take it to your primary doctor, so it saves them that step. But I've treated, I've treated feet before. Um, I, uh, she was a, uh, her and her husband liked to uh, hike mountains around here. There's a few mountains out here. At that point, they would hike, so she would have to do her training anywhere from 12 to 20 miles a week and her her topper foot was hurting so i took her foot and did a it's, it's a cuboid um pull on her foot at that mm -hmm. point clunk i'm like how does that feel <laughs> great i'm like okay i'll see you next week <laughs> so a lot of it is can we alleviate that pressure and then think about orthotics think about your footwear 
and what you're doing outside of the office and make sure you have the right footwear. And, and because I, I tore my, it's a good question. I tore my arch before doing triathlons and marathons. So I, I take care of my feet and I do the same thing with my patients. Hey, if you have this thing going on, get time to get orthotics. Time to have a more rigid shoe for me. At that point, you have more support for your foot. So that's how yes. I guess I'm not getting better within a week or two weeks. I'm like, uh, it's time to get a, get a referral. Yeah. So it sounds like it's the same principle as, as the spine. You're decompressing yes. joints, wherever mm -hmm. you're looking or whatever your work you're doing, your goal is to decompress that, that's that joint. Exactly, that's, that's said it perfectly. Can we decompress it, get the weight off that joint. At that point, let it reset itself and get that normal motion position back. Well, I, may, I may check their posture to overall body posture, make sure they lean them back on their feet more. But overall, is what's going on with their foot, their, their area, and, and like you said, and then go back to, okay, how's the overall body doing? What's going on with that? Is there a knee issue also? Is there a previous injury to the knee or hip that's thrown off her body to make now their body make that their normal because now they're covered that way? Never had the physical therapy, never had the right rehab, realignment from previous injury or even a trauma too. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm going to kind of pan out a little bit from here, Dr. Tony, because I, I want to get your, your impression of the bigger picture of things. You know, you've got a podcast, The Crooked Spine. I've got a podcast. You've mm -hmm. got a practice. I've got a practice. We see lots of people with chronic pain, mm -hmm. right? Uh, why do you think we have chronic pain? What's going on here that you and I are being kept so busy? People are naive, are never taught in school how to sit, how to, how to stand, how to stretch, how to exercise. So unless you've played a sport, unless you've done the extra training, your parents, as a kid, your parents paid to go see this specialist to get this taken care of, you're not going to know. You're naive. And because our bodies over time sometimes take time to break down in a certain position or even our, our, our lives have become more stressful or a different type of stress in our body, our body hasn't adapted. That's called homeostasis, where your body hasn't adapted to that new stress. So because of that, no one's learned, no one's ever taught them to take care of their body. They've learned to get through high school, college, their career, whatever special it is to. No one said, hey, when you walk, walk this way. When you stand, stand this way. No one's going to, and again, and Rick, we know this too. No one's going to listen to us until they have a problem. No one's going to come hey, can you fix my posture? I'm like, what's wrong with the posture? I don't know. I just had, I, I just started coming for posture check. If they come in because they have a pain, so we now we backtrack and reverse that, what's the brain's coming from? How do you correct your posture to make their body better so they can keep their bodies better on their own? So that, like you do too, <clears throat> is train them, become their best doctor by teaching them how now, how to stretch, how to strengthen, what to look for in their body as problem to see us if need be, then maintain that in the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. They're just naive. They just, they've never been taught it before. Right. So, uh, or, or, sorry, Rick, sorry, Rick, one more thing. They've never been taught it. And if they have it, go to your medical doctor for what? Medication. Because, because your back pain is coming from, again, a deficiency of Tylenol mm -hmm. or Advil. Right. You know, it's, it's something to where versus, hey, look, Again, the MDs and orthos are not trained on this is, look, we're going to teach you. The MDs are not going to say, let's try this stretch. They don't know. They'll look at the MRI or, or, or extra CT so and go, hey, this is what it shows, and I'll refer you out. But they don't know how to help you. Mm -hmm. I think we, me and you, we fill that, 
that lifestyle gap that helps them long-term lifetime live a healthy, better quality of life. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that that's uh, that's more about the patient in terms of how they use their own body, mm-hmm. right? And have been taught or not taught. What about, I'm, I'm sure you see lots of patients from other, who have been to a lot of other practitioners, right? Yep. Uh, so what do, what, what is your sense, Dr. Tony, about what other practitioners are missing to help people with chronic pain? I think a lot of practitioners, because it's not taught in school again, you have to go through outside membership, is to be confident in your diagnosis to give them the right care. Not what the medical doctor thinks you need. Most, most medicine now, if you talk about, uh, if you want to call it insurance covered medicine, will give you 12 visits a year, and that's it. No matter what the diagnosis is, what is going on. So some chiropractors buy into that and go, well, I can only see you once a month. I can only see you once a week. I think most chiropractors are not confident to tell them, hey, look, that's wrong for four to five months now. I'm going to see you two, three times a week to calm this thing down, then back you off once your body starts feeling better. They're not, and some chiropractors too, they're not aggressive enough with their adjustments to where they can be effective. Like we said earlier, we have to decompress that so we trying to get that pressure out of there. They're not aggressive enough, move bones, they're not confident enough that I need to move the bone and I have to, in my head, I have to be confident, I've made through experience too, that I'm not going to hurt somebody. Because it is a physical movement in the body. You have to be confident. I'm going to move it. It may be a little sore, but I'm not going to cause any pain. So the confidence, experience, and if you want to call it the need for consistent, frequent care initially, get the body to actually calm itself down. Then we can add in the stretch. Then we can add routine. And part of it too is the exercise also, like you do with your patients, with your with your, with your not only your pace, but also as a physical therapist, your training too that you have online, even on, on Amazon too, is how do we teach them exercise to do on their own for their body or their lifestyle outside of our, my adjustments to make their body want to stay healed and give them the homework, which hopefully they're compliant with. I can't control that. Hopefully they're compliant with. And we do in our office, we send them the exercises via video so they have no excuses. You know what I mean? If you watch a video, it says it right there what to do. If you don't understand the video, come back and ask me again what it is. I'll go over again with you in the room. I always go to my exercise with my patients out when they see it up front. I try it with them, make sure it's going to work for them, and give them how often to do it and how and how long to do the stretch for. Compliance. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's what we do. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So for those of uh, those people listening who may be wrestling with some chronic, chronic pain, let's say back pain again. That's usually mm-hmm. the most... What would be your, you know, advice to them at this point? If they're in my area, come in for a free exam. Okay, I'll show you exactly what to do stretching-wise. If it's not a, a neurological problem, a neuropathy, or a locked up spine, how what you can do for your body to stretch. People ask me, well, what can I do? I'm like, I need to see you to show you what's off at that point because you're your person. You're Rick. I'm Tony. At that point, what's going on with your body? At that point, give you things to start get things to reset. All our body has an optimal position, optimal motion. Let's get you back there. Over time, because of the way we sit, we stand, we have our normal lives, in previous injuries, playing sports, or just what have you, things have tightened up. For your body, how do we make things looser? If you're in what can is, if, if anything, chiropractic is great for your overbody to get healthier. So I even recommend people use chiropractic as they start working out again, because your body, when you start working out again, allows your body to build up more stress than it used to, again, different type of stressor, get your body healthier. At that point, once you get that healthier state, maintain on your own. But I think the biggest thing, Rick, is how do we help patients build habits 
once they're out of pain, out of tightness, so you can maintain their own. So then once their body, once their body doesn't feel right when they're doing their normal stuff, then they know when to get the chiropractor, when they get physical therapy, when to do the right things to make, again, their person, that person, the best doctor, their best way to diagnose themselves. We have to give them the tools, Rick. I think when you give them the tools, it helps them become a better person. And at that point, a better person for themselves and their family. Yeah, yeah. So uh, how can people contact you? I'm in Upland, California. Zip code is 91784. If you, if you hard to look up Upland, California, we're right outside of LA County. Okay. Uh, and again, go to my, go to my YouTube, go to my Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, TikTok, whatever you want to call it. Okay. A lot of it is it's Dr. Tony Cairo, D-R-T-O-N-Y-C-H-I-R-O. You can go to our office YouTube uh, page for a look at our library of videos too. Euclid Chiropractic, E-U-C-L-I-D, Chiropractic. Again, up in California. At that point, learn something. How do I, if I have pain, it's not going to your doctor for medication because people are tired of that. They're not waiting like myself a month and a half to see my doctor just for a routine checkup. It's, it's how do I go online like I would learn how to work on my car or change something on something in my house is go online and see how, how do you learn? Can you learn enough to take your body and get it healthier? Same things with, with Rick. He has great videos. You can buy, you can go on his website too to see that point, how to get my body healthier and to maintain that based on my body it's my body it's, it's your competency that you learn over time to do your career correct could you do the same oh, yeah. thing about your body to learn about treat your body over time for the rest of your life i think that's just me yeah well for sure and so I'll, i'm going to put all of those links in the show notes here so people can find those really easily uh any parting thoughts or uh comments it is my thing is how do you how are you going to get your body healthy and maintain that what's what's your your you that allows you to do that how are you going to fix yourself as rick would say a lot of it is, is how do we again learn and get help when need be but realize it's up to you it's it's not my job not rick's job to get you healthy it's your job to get healthy and stay healthy so find the right resource that can work for you that point look that up spend the time and energy as you would for a vacation to really learn what's gonna work for your body and try to find a way to routinely start. When you start, get then you build a habit consciously then unconsciously to do it every day. When I, when I tell my patients, especially younger patients, I tell my patients, do them on days that end with why, which is every day, people, okay? So when you do that, your body will love you more, you'll feel looser, stronger, and over time, even happier, because you're not gonna be in pain, you're not gonna be sore, you're talking, your friends are, you're going to want to even eat healthier and do more healthier things for your body and mind. You want to maintain that better feeling of euphoria because you're going to be happy naturally. Yes. Boom. That's it, Rick. That's what I got for you. There you go. All right. So those of you listening, you've probably heard some of that before because that's very similar to how oh, I believe. Exactly, so, Rick. That's why Dr. Tony and I get along so well. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, Dr. Tony, thank you so much for being on my show. And uh, I just think you're great. And, uh, you know, thanks again and, and have a great day. And listeners, make sure you listen to Rick's show over and over again, his other interviews too. He has phenomenal information that can help you stay healthy. So thank you for, being, for having me as a, as a guest today. My pleasure.